The Holy Gospel for this, the first Sunday in the season of Advent, is from Luke chapter 21, beginning at verse 25. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Word of promise, word of hope. Jesus, stir up your power Please be seated. <clears throat> Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Most holy God, as we begin this new season in the church year, this season of Advent, help us embrace the themes of this season. Preparation, hope, honesty, expectation. Help us expect, O oh Lord, your coming, not only in the past, in the manger of Bethlehem, but also today in our own life, where you will come in such a surprising way, just as you did the first time. Help us be aware of that coming. Help us be aware that you are present now in the word proclaimed and the sacrament administered. Help us be open to that coming, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> well, today indeed is the first Sunday in the season of Advent, a new season in the church year, and actually the first season in the church year. Advent is four Sundays long. It leads up to Christmas and the celebration of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Now, we have no idea when Jesus was born in the year. Have any of you read in the Bible that Jesus was born on December 25th? It's not there. We have no idea. So way in the past, people who are much smarter than we are chose December 25th as the day we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, even though we don't know for sure when he was born. They did so for a theological reason, not an historical reason. They said, we're going to celebrate Jesus' birth, Jesus coming to us as a light in the darkest time of year in the Northern Hemisphere. So we're going to celebrate the theological point that God comes to us in the darkness. And so that's a perfect time of year to do it. So with that in mind, I would like to offer you a metaphor this year 
for your experience of Advent. A metaphor that will have an emphasis on going into the darkness and there ultimately discovering the presence of God. That metaphor, I suggest to you, is that Advent this year for us at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church will be like walking a labyrinth. Some of you know what that is, some of you don't. Let me explain it a little bit. First of all, let me also explain that our church is going to build a labyrinth. It's one reason I'm bringing it up now so that we start understanding what a labyrinth is. It will be located on the southwest corner of the building, outside, on the ground. And around it, we're going to create what's called a columbarium. A columbarium is a series of walls with little niches in it. And the remains of our deceased loved ones will go there with their names and dates. On the ground outside of those walls will be a labyrinth, which is a large circular pathway that you stand on the outside of the circle and you walk the pathway in a circular fashion until you slowly make your way to the very center of the labyrinth. The goal, of course, is a spiritual discipline that as we walk closer and closer to the center of the labyrinth, we do so also with our own soul, that we go closer and closer to our own center which we rarely, rarely do. My first experience of a labyrinth was when I was in my early 20s, and they explained it to me like our goal is to go to the center of the labyrinth. And, you know, this is kind of a confession, so let's kind of keep it to ourselves. <laughs> so I'm, I'm beginning to walk on this labyrinth, and I know my goal is to go to the center, and, of course, I'm walking, and I'm looking at the center... And what did I do? Yeah, I walked straight into the center. <laughs> and then I walked straight back out. And I go, okay, done with that. Got that. <laughs> Let's get on with the day. Um, I'm embarrassed even to share that with you. Um, but I will share also that my second experience of a labyrinth was much more meaningful, much more profound, and much less embarrassing to tell. I was on retreat with a number of other seminarians and there was a Roman Catholic nun who was leading us and teaching us about the spiritual dis discipline of walking a labyrinth. As we stood at the outside of the labyrinth, she said, as you go in, you become quiet. You will go in by yourself. And as you walk increasingly towards the center, you will allow the distractions of your life to go away. He released them. And then she said something I'm never going to forget. She said, as you walk, be aware of the demons you face. And, you know, at 20-something years old, I didn't really know what she was talking about. But then she went on and said, be aware of those things in your life that you tend to hide even from yourself. We play this game, she says, of holding back what's really going on inside of ourselves. As you walk into that labyrinth, open yourself up to the things that you hide. And then she listed a few, she said, to your pain, your grief, 
your guilt, your shame, your loneliness. Open yourself up to those, quote, demons. Well, as she said that, then she handed each one of us an unlit candle. And, you know, we looked at the candle, what are we going to do with this? And she had us go into the labyrinth one at a time, about four or five minutes apart. The labyrinth was unique. It is the only kind of labyrinth in this shape and form that I know about. It was a hedge. And it was more like walking into a maze, a circular maze that one path would lead into the center and another parallel path would lead you back out. The hedge was about six feet tall. It's like, you know, one of those Harry Potter, you know, mazes Do you walk into. So she sends us in, and it's nighttime. She has us out on a moonless night. It's dark. And with six-foot hedges on either side of you, you walk in, and it's pretty, pretty dark. And the perfect setting to really own what she was talking about as she sent us in to face your demon or demons. And I must say, maybe for the first time in my life, I started owning my stuff, as they say. You've all heard that kind of phrase before. And it's something you don't share really with anybody else. Because your stuff is unique to you, my stuff unique to me. And we often keep them hidden. But now as I was circling in, I, I was being honest. And there was some darkness. What's interesting that as we got closer to the center, where it should have been the darkest place in the maze, the labyrinth, we got to the center. And there in the very center of the maze, the nun had placed a Christ candle like this. It was lit. And immediately we all understood what the unlit candle was for. And we took our unlit candle and we lit it from the Christ candle. And we realized that her point was that at the center of our, what we think is darkness, is a light of God's grace and love, which we sometimes fear to even approach because it sometimes requires us to take a look at our demons and our darkness, thinking that, well, there's going to be no light on the other side of that. If I really look, there's going to be nothing on the other side. And here she said, oh, yes, there is. There is God. Because that's what Christmas is about. It's not about just some sweet little baby laid in a manger. It's about God coming into the center of our soul. Where we think there may be demons and darkness, God has shined a light of love and hope and purpose. We started making our way back, back out of the labyrinth. And again, we're about three or four minutes apart from anybody else in the group. Someone ahead of me had taken his or her lit candle and had placed it 
in the path of the labyrinth. The, the earth was really moist. He placed it in there, or she placed it in there, so that when we got a little closer, we could find our way more easily. I mean, it was dark, and you kind of be bumping against one side of the hedge and the other. And here, this person had understood that his job was to take the light of God's presence and help someone else in their path. And so we all put our candles. And so it was easy getting out, much more difficult going in. I suggest to you this Advent that we practice as a congregation a spiritual labyrinth walk. You need to do that fairly personally. Face your own things, your own stuff. But I guarantee you that as you do, there will be light on the other side of it or at the center of it. And it will empower you to go back into the world. That's really what Christmas is about. It's much more than nostalgia. It is a powerful facing of our darkness. So, this sermon has been on my mind all week, of course. I've been working on it. And I get this interruption at work. And Sean, our office administrator, says, oh, someone's here, needs some help. And, you know, this time of year, a lot of people are wanting help. And I go, okay, I guess I guess. It's like walking to the center, you know, of the labyrinth. Yeah, come on in. And this woman comes in, and it's my sermon. She's my sermon. She tells me her story. And it's filled with darkness and demons. She has just fled domestic violence the demon of domestic violence and was living in her car. She has leukemia, the demon of cancer that she's getting treatment for right now. And she was out of money for food. She just wanted a little money for food. So I thought on our behalf that I would offer a little bit of light in her darkness, a little bit of food, for the day, which I did. But as we continued to talk, I realized it wasn't I, it wasn't we, who were the light that day. She was the light. She described her journey. And as she continued to center in, she would say to me, God is good. Jesus is there for me. Language that I don't typically use but became a powerful witness, like a light in my busy, complicated life. She said, I know I'll be okay, and I thank you for this. She was in church at 8 o'clock service today. A little candle in the darkness. So I share that story with you because this metaphor of walking the Advent labyrinth is real. And it can have a powerful influence on all of our lives. So your journey will be unique to you this Advent. Find some time to start walking. 
and trust even when you face the darkness at the very center of it will be a baby the presence of God born on a dark night in a remote corner of an empire to a teenager in poverty and amongst a group of animals it's not nostalgia it's a powerful spiritual statement amen Holy God, we praise you for the privilege we have of embracing the hope of Advent, the confidence that we have that as the darkness increases, as we move into that greater darkness, that you are already there and already shining with a light of confidence and love that will inspire us to spiral back out into the world and become candles ourselves, reflecting your grace. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen.